0: offering you the chance to hear a fifteen to twenty minute bible reading each weeknight the entire bible every year hear the scriptures then call in with your comments and questions this is the best show in the world well actually i was speaking against everything you're talking about before and uh... now I, i stand humbly corrected i'm a pastor and our people really need to know the word more the bible also transformed the life of your bible live host full-blooded Apache Indian. Born out of wedlock and abandoned at birth, Soapy Dollar was found in a big city alley by a kind-hearted fortune teller, then passed around to 16 families before he was six years old. Placed in a home for homeless and delinquent boys, Soapy Dollar heard the Bible's life-changing message at the age of eight and the course of his life was changed. He's an American Indian guitar playing all-around rodeo cowboy.
1: I keep my thumb between the pages and my heart in the book.
0: With more degrees than a thermometer the and over 40 years of introducing folks just like you to the God of the Bible, here is Soapy Dollar.
1: Good evening, everyone. So glad to have you with us for The Bible Live this evening. We are going to continue our way... Through this remarkable book of Lamentations. As you know, if you've been with us for the last few weeks, we have been reading through the two major prophets, Isaiah, then Jeremiah. And now we're reading the second book written by Jeremiah. Actually, it's a funeral dirge. He is grieving. As you know, Jeremiah was called the weeping prophet. He ministered in a very difficult time in the history of Israel. Those 40 years leading up to the destruction of Jerusalem, the destruction of the temple by Nebuchadnezzar in 586 B.C., his time of ministry was incredibly difficult because he had a message of warning, constantly calling, faithfully calling the people to repent of their sin, to turn away from the idolatry, their wickedness, their immorality, their corruption, and turn to their God, to trust in God, to protect them and provide for them through this difficult time. You see, Israel is located geographically, physically, right in the crosshairs of all of these major powers around them. Egypt to the south, Aram to the northwest with their capital in Damascus, then you had Assyria in the north with their capital of Nineveh, and then, of course, off to the northeast in this particular period rises Babylon under Nebuchadnezzar in, um, in 586, in fact. It is that, I believe, no, it's in 605 that they have the Battle of Carmesh, and Nebuchadnezzar is then, uh, comes into power over the nation of Babylon. And they, uh, after a long period of time, three different invasions of Israel, they then finally, because of the rebellion and the foolishness of the Jewish leaders, the uh, kings, they, they uh, Finally conquered and destroyed the the temple and Jerusalem. Now, Jeremiah, all through this, has been giving words from God to tell them. Give in to your punishment. Give in to your discipline from God. I'm going to use Babylon. I'm going to use Nebuchadnezzar as a means of discipline on you. And then after 70 years, both Isaiah and Jeremiah talk about a 70-year period, usually measured from the destruction of the temple in 586 to 515 when the temple is reconstructed and finished under Ezra's leadership. For those who return from the seventy years of exile, so we have this great prophet of God, and we've been following his ministry. Very painful, very difficult, but he stays in the saddle. He's very faithful. Uh, he doesn't let up. He doesn't give in to the pressure. Uh, there were times when he didn't want to give the whole message of God. He just wanted maybe to give the good part. But God told him several times, "Tell them everything I'm saying." All the warnings that I'm giving. Now the temple has been destroyed. Jerusalem is in ruins. Folks have been taken off into exile, many thousands. And Jeremiah taken down into Egypt, kidnapped and taken down by force. And so now this is a letter of grieving, a funeral dirge, if you will. Grieving the loss of the great city. And grieving on behalf of God and God's people. Grieving for their suffering. Before we go into the book of Lamentations, though, let's go back to Psalm 119, probably written by Ezra. Almost every verse speaks about the beauty, the power of God's word. Let's go to Psalm 119 tonight. Listen and learn from the Bible Life. Psalm 119, 49 through 64. Remember your promise to me, for it is my only hope. Your promise revives me. It comforts me in all my troubles. The proud hold me in utter contempt. But I do not turn away from your law. I meditate on your age-old laws. O Lord, they comfort me. I am furious with the wicked, those who reject your law. Your principles have been the music of my life throughout the years of my pilgrimage. I reflect at night on who you are, O Lord, and I obey your law because of this. This is my happy way of life, obeying your commands. Lord, you are mine. I promise to obey your words. With all my heart, I want your blessings. Be merciful just as you promised. I pondered the direction of my life, and I turned to follow your statutes. I will hurry without lingering to obey your commands. Evil people try to drag me into sin, but I am firmly anchored to your law. At midnight I rise to thank you for your just laws. Anyone who fears you is my friend. Anyone who obeys your commandments. O oh Lord, the earth is full of your unfailing love. Teach me your principles. End of reading Psalm 119, 49 through 64.
0: If hope is born,
1: listening to The Bible Live with Soapy Dollars.
0: This is what it means to be held how it feels when the sacred it is time for your and you survive this is what it is to be loved and to
1: love that Alright, we are back. Thank you for joining us tonight for the Bible Live broadcast each and every year, making our way through the entire Bible, every verse, every chapter, every book of the Bible. I want to comment just briefly before we get into our reading tonight from the book of Lamentations, picking up there in chapter 2, verse 11 tonight. Let me mention one other detail about Psalm 119. Of course, you know that it's the longest chapter in the Bible. It's the longest, of course, Psalm. And it's the longest chapter, probably written by Ezra, a man who really loved God's Word. He was dedicated to the Scriptures. Almost every verse had to do with the beauty, the power of the Word of God, with the decrees of God, the promises of God, the commandments of God, the instructions of God, different names that he gives to the Scriptures. That's one characteristic of Psalm 119. And then another is that you may have noticed in your Bible that there are 22 sections to the psalm Each one of these sections has a Hebrew letter at the start of it. Your Bible may or may not have it, but many of the study Bibles do. It's the Hebrew alphabet, Aleph Tata. In the Hebrew, every line of that particular section began with that letter. We don't appreciate it and get it very much when we read it in English. But this aided, of course, in memorization, helped people to remember the Scriptures better, a great detail. Now we come to the book of Lamentations. We're going to pick up in verse 11. They had lost everything, the protection of the gates of Jerusalem, the leadership of their kings, the guidance of the law, and now they have lost the vision and the instruction of the prophet. Now Jeremiah leads us in a time of grieving, for the loss that the people experienced in 586 B.C. when Nebuchadnezzar destroyed the city of Jerusalem. The Bible life. Lamentations 2:11 through 522. Lamentations 2. I have cried until the tears no longer come. My heart is broken, my spirit poured out, as I see what has happened to my people. Little children and tiny babies are fainting and dying in the streets. Mama, we want food, they cried, and then collapse in their mother's arms. Their lives ebb away like the life of a warrior wounded in battle. In all the world has there ever been such sorrow. O daughter of Jerusalem, to what can I compare your anguish? O virgin daughter of Zion, how can I comfort you? For your wound is as deep as the sea. Who can heal you? Your prophets have said so many foolish things. FALSE TO THE CORE. They did not try to hold you back from exile by pointing out your sins. Instead, they painted false pictures, filling you with false hope. All who pass by jeer at you. They scoff and insult Jerusalem, saying, Is this the city called most beautiful in all the world, and joy of all the earth? All your enemies deride you. They scoff and grind their teeth, and say, We have destroyed her at last. Long have we awaited this day, and it is finally here. But it is the Lord who did it, just as he warned. He has fulfilled the promises of disaster he made long ago. He has destroyed Jerusalem without mercy and caused her enemies to rejoice over her and boast of their power. Cry aloud before the Lord, O walls of Jerusalem. Let your tears flow like a river. Give yourselves no rest from weeping day or night. Rise during the night and cry out. Pour out your hearts like water to the Lord. Lift up your hands to him in prayer. Plead for your children as they faint with hunger in the streets. O Lord, think about this, Jerusalem cries. You are doing this to your own people. Should mothers eat their little children, those they once bounced on their knees? Should priests and prophets die within the Lord's temple? See them lying in the streets young and old, boys and girls, killed by the swords of the enemy. You have killed them in your anger, slaughtering them without mercy. You have invited terrors from all around, as though you were calling them to a day of feasting. In the day of the Lord's anger, no one has escaped or survived. The enemy has killed all the children I bore and raised. Lamentations 3 I am the one who has seen the afflictions that come from the rod of the Lord's anger. HE HAS BROUGHT ME INTO THE DEEP DARKNESS, SHUTTING OUT ALL LIGHT. HE HAS TURNED AGAINST ME. DAY AND NIGHT HIS HAND IS HEAVY UPON ME. HE HAS MADE MY SKIN AND FLESH GROW OLD. HE HAS BROKEN MY BONES. HE HAS ATTACKED ME AND SURROUNDED ME WITH ANGUISH AND DISTRESS. HE HAS BURIED ME IN A DARK PLACE, LIKE A PERSON LONG DEAD. HE HAS WALLED ME IN, AND I CANNOT ESCAPE. He has bound me in heavy chains, and though I cry and shout, he shuts out my prayers. He has blocked my path with a high stone wall. He has twisted the road before me with many detours. He hid like a bear or a lion, waiting to attack me. He dragged me off the path and tore me with his claws, leaving me helpless and desolate. He bent his bow and aimed it squarely at me. He shot his arrows deep into my heart. My own people laugh at me. All day long they sing their mocking songs. He has filled me with bitterness. He has given me a cup of deep sorrow to drink. He has made me grind my teeth on gravel. He has rolled me in the dust. Peace has been stripped away, and I have forgotten what prosperity is. I cry out, my splendor is gone. Everything I had hoped for from the Lord is lost. The thought of my suffering and homelessness is bitter beyond words. I will never forget this awful time as I grieve over my loss. Yet I still dare to hope when I remember this. The unfailing love of the Lord never ends. By His mercies we have been kept from complete destruction. Great is His faithfulness. His mercies begin afresh each day. I say to myself, The Lord is my inheritance. Therefore I will hope in Him. The Lord is wonderfully good to those who wait for Him and seek Him, so it is good to wait quietly for salvation from the Lord, and it is good for the young to submit to the yoke of His discipline. Let them sit alone in silence beneath the Lord's demands. Let them lie face down in the dust, then at last there is hope for them. Let them turn the other cheek to those who strike them. Let them accept the insults of their enemies, for the Lord does not abandon anyone for ever. Though he brings grief, he also shows compassion according to the greatness of his unfailing love. For he does not enjoy hurting people or causing them sorrow. But the leaders of his people trampled prisoners underfoot. They deprived people of their God-given rights in defiance of the Most High. They perverted justice in the courts. Do they think the Lord didn't see it? Can anything happen without the Lord's permission? Is it not the Most High who helps one and harms another? Then why should we, mere humans, complain when we are punished for our sins? Instead, let us test and examine our ways. Let us turn again in repentance to the Lord. Let us lift our hearts and hands to God in heaven and say, We have sinned and rebelled, and you have not forgiven us. You have engulfed us with your anger, chased us down, and slaughtered us without mercy. You have hidden yourself in a cloud, so our prayers cannot reach you. You have discarded us as refuge and garbage among the nations. All our enemies have spoken out against us. We are filled with fear, for we are trapped, desolate, and ruined. Streams of tears flow from my eyes because of the destruction of my people. My tears flow down endlessly. They will not stop until the Lord looks down from heaven and sees. My heart is breaking over the fate of the women of Jerusalem." MY ENEMIES, WHOM I HAVE NEVER HARMED, CHASED ME LIKE A BIRD. THEY THREW ME INTO A PIT AND DROPPED STONES ON ME. THE WATER FLOWED ABOVE MY HEAD, AND I CRIED OUT, THIS IS THE END. BUT I CALLED ON YOUR NAME, LORD, FROM DEEP WITHIN THE WELL, AND YOU HEARD ME. YOU LISTENED TO MY PLEADING, YOU HEARD MY WEEPING. YES, YOU CAME AT MY despairing CRY AND TOLD ME, DO NOT FEAR. LORD, YOU ARE MY LAWYER. PLEAD MY CASE. For you have redeemed my life. You have seen the wrong they have done to me, Lord. Be my judge and prove me right. You have seen the plots my enemies have laid against me. Lord, you have heard the vile names they call me. You know all about the plans they have made, the plots my enemies whisper and mutter against me all day long. Look at them. In all their activities, they constantly mock me with their songs. Pay them back, Lord, for all the evil they have done. Give them hard and stubborn hearts, and then let your curse fall upon them. Chase them down in your anger, destroying them from beneath the Lord's heavens. Lamentations 4 How the gold has lost its luster. Even the finest gold has become dull. The sacred gemstones lie scattered in the streets. See how the precious children of Israel, worth their weight in gold, are now treated like pots of clay. Even the jackals feed their young, but not my people Israel. They ignore their children's cries like the ostriches of the desert. The parched tongues of their little ones stick with thirst to the roofs of their mouths. The children cry for bread, but no one has any to give them. The people who once ate only the richest foods now beg in the streets for anything they can get. Those who once lived in palaces now search the garbage pits for food. The guilt of my people is greater than that of Sodom where utter disaster struck in a moment with no one to help them. Our princes were once glowing with health. They were as clean as snow and as elegant as jewels. But now their faces are blacker than soot. No one even recognizes them. Their skin sticks to their bones. It is as dry and hard as wood. Those killed by the sword are far better off than those who die of hunger, wasting away for want of food. TENDER-HEARTED WOMEN HAVE COOKED THEIR OWN CHILDREN AND EATEN THEM IN ORDER TO SURVIVE THE siege, BUT NOW THE ANGER OF THE LORD IS SATISFIED. HIS FIERCEST ANGER HAS NOW BEEN POURED OUT. HE STARTED A FIRE IN JERUSALEM THAT BURNED THE CITY TO ITS FOUNDATIONS. NOT A KING IN ALL THE EARTH, NO ONE IN ALL THE WORLD, WOULD HAVE BELIEVED AN ENEMY COULD MARCH THROUGH THE GATES OF JERUSALEM. YET IT HAPPENED BECAUSE OF THE SINS OF HER PROPHETS AND PRIESTS who defiled the city by shedding innocent blood. They wandered blindly through the streets, so defiled by blood that no one dared to touch them. Get away, the people shouted at them. You are defiled. Don't touch us. So they fled to distant lands and wandered there among foreign nations, but none would let them stay. The Lord himself has scattered them, and he no longer helps them. The priests and leaders are no longer honored and respected. We looked in vain for our allies to come and save us, but we were looking to nations that could offer no help at all. We couldn't go into the streets without danger to our lives. Our end was near, our days were numbered, we were doomed. Our enemies were swifter than the eagles. If we fled to the mountains, they found us. If we hid in the wilderness, they were waiting for us there. OUR KING, THE LORD'S ANOINTED, THE VERY LIFE OF THE NATION, WAS CAUGHT IN THEIR SNARES. WE HAD FOOLISHLY BOASTED THAT UNDER HIS PROTECTION WE COULD HOLD OUR OWN AGAINST ANY NATION ON EARTH. ARE YOU REJOICING IN THE LAND OF Uz, O PEOPLE OF EDOM? BUT YOU TOO MUST DRINK FROM THE CUP OF THE LORD'S ANGER. YOU TOO WILL BE STRIPPED NAKED IN YOUR DRUNKENNESS. O JERUSALEM, YOUR PUNISHMENT WILL END. YOU WILL SOON RETURN FROM EXILE. But, Edom, your punishment is just beginning. Soon your many sins will be revealed. Lamentations 5 Lord, remember everything that has happened to us. See all the sorrows we bear. Our inheritance has been turned over to strangers, our homes to foreigners. We are orphaned and fatherless. Our mothers are widowed. We have to pay for water to drink, and even firewood is expensive. THOSE WHO PURSUE US ARE AT OUR heels. WE ARE EXHAUSTED BUT ARE GIVEN NO REST. WE SUBMITTED TO EGYPT AND ASSYRIA TO GET ENOUGH FOOD TO SURVIVE. IT WAS OUR ANCESTORS WHO SINNED, BUT THEY DIED BEFORE THE HAND OF JUDGMENT FELL. WE HAVE SUFFERED THE PUNISHMENT THEY DESERVE. SLAVES HAVE NOW BECOME OUR MASTERS. THERE IS NO ONE LEFT TO RESCUE US. WE MUST HUNT FOR FOOD IN THE WILDERNESS AT THE RISK OF OUR LIVES. Because of the famine, our skin has been blackened, as though baked in an oven. Our enemies rape the women and young girls in Jerusalem and throughout the towns of Judah. Our princes are being hanged by their thumbs, and the old men are treated with contempt. The young men are led away to work at millstones, and the children stagger under heavy loads of wood. The old men no longer sit in the city gates. The young men no longer dance and sing. The joy of our hearts has ended. Our dancing has turned to mourning. The garlands have fallen from our heads. Disaster has fallen upon us because we have sinned. Our hearts are sick and weary, and our eyes grow dim with tears. For Jerusalem is empty and desolate, a place haunted by jackals. But, Lord, you remain the same forever. Your throne continues from generation to generation. Why do you continue to forget us? Why have you forsaken us for so long? Restore us, O Lord, and bring us back to you again. Give us back the joys we once had. Or have you utterly rejected us? Are you angry with us still? End of reading, Lamentations 2.11-5.22 This
0: is my daily bread.
1: This is my daily bread Your. are very Did you hear tonight as you listen to your daily bread, as we listen together to the scriptures from the book of Lamentations, this very beautiful, touching work of poetry. In the original Hebrew, the first four chapters of the book are acrostic poems. Each verse in each chapter begins with a successive letter of the Hebrew alphabet. Chapter 3 has 66 verses rather than 22 because it's a triple acrostic. The first three verses begin with the equivalent of A, the next three verses with B, and so on through the chapter. Other examples of this kind of poetry is Psalms 37, 119. We mentioned that as well as we've been reading through Psalm 119. Jeremiah, this great prophet of God, suffered tremendously in his life. There was great personal loss. He never married. In fact, the Lord led him not to marry and actually made a message of that particular aspect of his life. He had every possibility of going to Babylon. He was invited to Babylon by the representative of Nebuchadnezzar himself, and was told that he would be taken care of the rest of his life. He could live in comfort, actually have the life of a VIP in Babylon because of his faithful message to Israel that they were to accept the discipline of the Lord. One passage that comes out tonight in our reading, it is good for people to submit at an early age to the yoke of his discipline in this life is we are going to be the people of God. We must understand that it's not going to be a bed of roses all the time. It's not going to be a path of ease and prosperity just because we belong to the people of God or because we live holy lives. That does not guarantee a life of ease and comfort at all. It didn't in the life of Jeremiah, the other prophets, many of God's people. And look at Jesus, the Messiah himself, a perfect man of faith. And yet his life was cut short with violence, with mistreatment, with injustice. So if we think that being Christians is an escape from problems, it just isn't going to happen. But what we see on the other side of difficulties in this life is that there will be a reckoning. There will be a time when all is gathered together and all is made right. Justice will prevail. And that doesn't mean just the Hitlers of this world either. The great majority of human beings on this earth reject god turn from god and have no interest in knowing him or serving him obeying him honoring him in their lives they have no delight in his word they have no delight in god's people and god's plan and god's redemption they are totally and absolutely self-centered we're not talking about religious lifestyles There are many, many people in the religious world, the world of churches, priests, and pastors. Just because we're in the religious lifestyle doesn't mean at all that we are part of the people of God. This is not talking about religiosity. This is talking about people who wholly and truly submit and love the Lord their God. That doesn't mean they're perfect, but it means there is a deep sincerity. There is a brokenness, a humility about them. Even though we fail many times and he disciplines us many times, we belong to him and he will not fail. God is going to get us to glory. Give yourself wholly and entirely to the God of the Bible. Well, there we have it. A very powerful, very interesting book to read the Book of Lamentations, Jeremiah and Lamentations together. We study a culture, a society in decline, spiraling down into what eventually became depravity and even into slavery, into bondage. America could learn a lesson from the times of Jeremiah, from the book of lamentations from the judgment that God brought upon the people of Israel in 586 B.C. But you remember, God's judgment is always there to bring about repentance and restoration. It's never just there so that God could be cruel to us. If you see, feel the hand of God's discipline on your life, yield to it, and He will restore Sophie you. Soapy Reads from the New Living
0: Translation by Tyndall House Publishers. The Bible Live is dedicated to helping promote
1: spiritual revival across America. And your prayers and financial support are needed. Please mail your tax-deductible gift to The Bible Live Post Office Box 18888. That's The Bible Live P.O. Box 18888, San Antonio, Texas 78218. You may also make credit card donations at the ministry
0: website, thebiblelive.com.